Hello, and welcome to another episode of Getting the Most Out of Rocket U2. I'm Kenny Brunell, and I'm your host for this podcast series. And today's topic is Universe 11.1 and how to get the most out of it. And with me in the studio today, I have a couple of guests. First of all, Helen Belkin is the Director of U2 Development. Helen, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Kenny. I'm glad to be here. Also with me in the studio today, I have Dave Peters, and Dave is the product manager for the U2 data servers. Dave, appreciate your participation today. Thank you, Kenny, and thank you for hosting us today. Also dialing in today from the UK, we have our U2 technical support specialist, Jonathan Smith. Jonathan, we appreciate you taking the time to participate today. Hi, Kenny. It's a pleasure to be here and have a chance to talk to everybody about Universe 11.1. Dave, perhaps you could give us a brief rundown of the new features to be included with the Universe 11.1. Sure, Kitty. Um, Universe 11.1 actually contains quite a number of features, uh, individual features and, and small little enhancements that we've made along the way. But you can really group uh, these enhancements into four major areas. And those four major areas of enhancement are high availability, interoperability, administration, and finally, security. And those are the areas that we'd like to talk about today. That sounds good, Dave. So why don't we first jump into the, the first one that you mentioned, uh, high availability. And uh, Jonathan, I believe that happens to be an area of your expertise. So could you give us a little bit of detail on what high availability improvements have been made to Universe 11.1? Yeah, thanks for that, Kenny. Um, as you said, one of the areas that we've worked on very heavily for Universe 11.1 is to improve Universe's HADR capabilities. And the major step that we've done on that in this release is the introduction of U2 replication. The U2 replication model is based upon the Unidata replication model from 7.2 and improved. Basically, U2 replication is an automated, scalable method to deliver uh, file record and account level uh, operations together with their data and transaction boundaries, if, if you're using transaction boundaries, to one or more servers with the ability uh, for one of those servers to take over from the original server in the event um, of some, uh, some catastrophic failure. And, and one more area in the topic of high availability to add to what Jonathan just said, uh, we've now added the ability to do concurrent index builds. In the past, you had to take the file offline, put it in sort of a maintenance mode, and then you could build an index. With Universe 11.1, you don't have to do that anymore, and uh, it increases your uptime because you can now build an index without having to take the file out of production. And Dave, in the area of interoperability, we have a few features. Let me begin with external database access, or EDA. It is a very popular, long-awaited feature of Universe 11.1. With EDA, you can store some or all of your data in an external relational database, such as Microsoft SQL Server, Oracle, or IBM DB2. And what's important, then transparently access the data from your universe applications. An easy-to-use graphical tool uh, called EDA Schema Manager guides you through the process of mapping and converting your universe files to external database tables. EDA drivers for SQL Server 
Oracle, and DB2 are provided with universe installation. And in addition, you can take advantage of the open EDA driver framework to build a driver to any other database uh, beyond those two, uh, such as, for example, MySQL or Informix or anything else. Now, another area of improved interoperability is the new um, updated universe ODBC driver. This is part of an overall goal of bringing improvements to the area of relational interoperability that will include improved relational schema management and the introduction of modern graphical tools. The ODBC driver released with universe 11.1 has a significantly improved scalability and also it is ODBC 3.0 compliant. Also, a 64-bit driver version is being developed as we speak, and it will be available at an interim release of Universe 11.1. And Kenny, a couple of other areas that are important in the interoperability suite that we're introducing with Universe 11.1 are JPA and U2MQI. JPA uh, stands for Java Persistence API, and it's, it's a relatively new standard that defines Java access to persistent data. U2MQI is actually an API to WebSphere's message queue. So if you need reliable messaging, uh, U2MQI is a solution. It replaces AMI. AMI was deprecated by WebSphere. It didn't run on every platform, and we've solved that issue by going to U2MQI. And Dave, let me bring you back to the Java Persistence um, API and add a little note that our upcoming tool called RESTful Web Services Developer, which will be available for an early adapter program this fall, is based on our own Java Persistence API. I understand that enhancements around security were one of the major undertakings for this project. Uh, so perhaps one of you could go into some more detail about the security enhancements that were uh, that were put into this release. Hi, Kenny. I'll talk about uh, some of the security enhancements that uh, we made for Universe 11.1. Well, like everything, one of the, the major concerns for, for the customers is the security of their data. Um, with all the uh, things that we've read in the media about uh, people stealing data, customer identity theft, etc., etc., it's uh, it is high on on everybody's list. So um, we st- we enhanced our ADE capabilities at 11.1, where the uh, ADE is our automatic data encryption. At 11.1, we've now given you the ability to um, encrypt the key to a file, and we've given you the ability to encrypt index entries. These are these are both new features for 11.1. And we've extended the use of wallets in 11.1. And the key advantage of uh, extending the use of wallets gives us is that any of our client tools, um, such as uh, UniObjects for Java or UniObjects for .NET or ODBC, um, all of these uh, client tools have now been extended to, uh, to, to facilitate the use of wallets which means you can use all of our client tools again to access and protect the encrypted data um, on the server. We've also added a new tunable to the UV config file to allow some options for the programmers to control the behavior of ADE on, on reading and writing uh, records by, by adding a new bitwise tunable, which um, will give us the 
ability to future-proof any other options that we choose with ADE. And one more important area we've added in the security domain is to call HTTP, and now we support digest authentication. And to support those changes we've had to security, we've also made changes to the administration functions that make it easier to administer these things. Helen, would you care to talk about these? Dave, you probably mean Extensible Administration Tool, or X-Admin. It is our new Eclipse-based graphical administration tool, and it is positioned to eventually completely replace UniAdmin, although for a while we will support both of them. But it is important to note that administration of all new features, such as U2 replication, and as uh, Dave said, automatic data encryption administration, they only are available in XAdmin, not available in UniAdmin. And XAdmin is not only user-friendly and feature-rich, it is also extensible, as the name suggests. Not only you can extend its functionality by adding your own tasks and menu items to it, but you can also embed its screens in your own Eclipse-based tools. That's great, Helen. What we also need to, uh, to mention is the, is the changes we've made for UVADM. As we uh, all know, one of, the, one of the biggest security criteria as well is restricting the use of or, or the necessity for the use of the root user. What we've done with 11.1 is we've, move, we've moved a lot of the things that needed the root user access can now be done by the UVADM user, as long as obviously uh, Universe is installed with the UVADM user. So Dave, uh, I'll turn back to you now, and perhaps you could go over any changes or uh, updates to operating systems or hardware changes, those kinds of things. That's a good point, Kenny. Uh, as a matter of fact, there are some fairly significant changes in Universe 11.1. First, uh, AIX and HP UX Itanium will be 64-bit bills. These will be the first time we've built Universe using 64-bit technology. Um, we're also releasing all the other platforms in a staggered fashion. So you'll see first AIX and HP Itanium, followed by Windows, Linux, and Solaris. Expect to see the Windows and Linux releases late this year or early next year. Well, so far we've talked about uh, all the features in Universe 11.1, as well as the changes to platforms and OS requirements, etc. Now let's talk about how our listeners can get the most out of Universe 11.1. So Dave, I know we have U2 University coming up soon, so perhaps you could talk a little bit about that. Absolutely, Kenny. Uh, U2 University is one of the best ways to get a lot of education for a very low price. It features a number of different, very concentrated sessions. There are sessions on YouTube replication, xAdmin, the new administration tool, a session called Seven New Things in ADE, or Automatic Data Encryption, and there's also sessions on EDA. In addition to the regular sessions, we have tutorials uh, like YouTube replication and all about UV files, and we have labs, hands-on labs, which have been very popular at U2U lately. And this year we've got Fix My Universe Database Files and Advanced ADE, or Automatic Data Encryption. In addition to these, we'll have several hosted technical briefings that you can attend. So watch for those announcements in the news flash. We'll also have a number of webinars. So watch for the webinars. I've got several in mind that we're recording. And as a matter of fact, 
The very first webinar is hosted by Jonathan Smith, who's on the call with us. Jonathan, would you like to tell us a little bit about the uh, webinar you're putting together? Yeah, hi, thanks for that, Dave. Yeah, the webinar that we're looking to put together for our Universe 11.1, as you can appreciate from some of the things we've been talking about during the podcast, is that, um, you know, an awful lot of changes have happened with 11.1. Now, we decided that uh, we needed a what you need to know before you upgrade to 11.1 document. Because even if you take 11.1 and, and don't use um, any of the new features that have been added, there are several technical changes that have happened to Universe that you will need to know about and you will need to be aware of um, before you upgrade to 11.1. So the idea is with the webinar is that uh, you know, we will go through all the important things that you need to know technically about all the changes that we've made so that uh, you can prepare for your, your upgrade to 11.1 uh, seamlessly. Um, in, addition to, uh, in addition to the webinar, the, uh, we will also be uh, producing um, a tech note on, um, on, on what you need to know before you upgrade. And the, the, the tech note will cover everything that's in the webinar in case you're not able to attend the webinar. Another thing that you might want to do to get up to speed quickly and get the most out of Universe 11.1 is to request an evaluation copy. You can go in and, and request this through YouTube BC and, and be up and running and testing with Universe 11.1 and uh, get off to a quick start that way. And Dave, you just told us about the ro platform uh, rollout plan and the fact that Windows and Linux will be available later this year. When we roll out Windows and Linux versions of Universe 11.1, look for personal editions on these platforms. One of the best ways to become familiar with the new Universe 11.1 features is to start experimenting with them. Also, Universe 11.1 manuals that you will find online and on CDs have been significantly updated. YouTube application and EDA are described in their own books, while special chapters of existing books are devoted to such new features as ADE, MQI, JPA, and others. Also, watch for content on the YouTube Dev Zone or Developer Zone. Check out our webpage and, and watch for new webinars, etc. A lot of information will be posted there over the next few months. In addition, we're also working to update our classes, uh, particularly the Universe Administrators class and also the Universe Administrators Certification exam. That covers our content for today's podcast, so I would like to thank each of my guests for participating today. Dave, thanks for your input today. Thank you, Kenny. It's been a pleasure. And Helen Belkin, thank you for participating today as well. Thank you, Kenny. We are glad to be able to bring this information to users of Universe for them to know how important Universe 11 that, that one release is. And Jonathan, appreciate you taking the time uh, this late hour uh, dialing in from the UK. Yeah, thanks for that, Kenny. We would also like to thank our listeners for tuning in, and we hope you found this podcast useful. Transcripts from today's podcast, which will include all the relevant links, are available on our website by following the YouTube podcast link, and you can find that at www.rs.com. You can also email us with your feedback or any comments, any suggestions you may have for future episodes, and please be sure to tune in next time for our next edition of Getting the Most Out of Rocket U2.